my websites have been removed from WordPress, and I've been forever banned from their platform. Is this simply the totalitarianism we've been fearing, or is there something else going on, something happening now? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. At least I'm still on the radio. I have been, I've told you before that I've had uh, videos and podcasts removed from YouTube without explanation. And when I've pushed back on them, they don't even answer me. Same thing started happening with WordPress. And when I pushed back on them to give me an explanation... They sent me an email that said not only was MonicaPerezShow.com taken down, but all of my websites, all of my work taken down. I had a short time to retrieve the content, but then they were just going to wipe it. So thank you, Lord, for at CC Design, C-C-D-Z-I-N-E, who uh, tweeted at me and offered to help and saved my skin by acting fast and saving my content, but... I'm going to have to rebuild those platforms and um, with his help, thank you. And uh, and it's going to take some time and it's very traumatic. And uh, unfortunately, when I pushed back on what they were doing, they uh, realized that my site with my producer Binkley here, um, PropagandaReportDaily.com, was tainted. So nothing, I never got any warning about PropagandaReportDaily.com, but once they realized that I was associated with it, they took that down too. Now that is a part of Binkley's livelihood, and he's put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of work in too, but uh, this was simply guilt by association. And uh, I personally feel like I was tricked, and I'm completely innocent of of the uh, violations that are being widely reported as the reasons for this. I want to just blurt it all out, but I, I have been, this happened yesterday. This all hit the fan yesterday. And when I normally prepare for the show and I've just been uh, incensed and uh, overwhelmed by it all. And I, and the, the story, it's really interesting. I really, uh, I, I'm going to read you the email The emails they sent me a few months ago that I really feel tricked me into uh, staying the course and standing by what I wrote, defending it. And um, actually, it wasn't even anything I wrote. So let's let's get into it. I want to peel uh, the onion on this and um, tell you what happened. It's an interesting and informative story and has a lot of implications. I mean, as I was trying to research other stories from the week uh, stuff that the mainstream media I didn't think was addressing um, with any kind of critical analysis. I went to some of the sites that I have learned to trust for, although like nine out of ten times I don't agree with their politics or, and sometimes don't agree with their conclusions or whatever, but I value their research and their analysis. And a, an example of that was American Everyman, who uh i i there was something in the news this week that i thought was uh something he could give his unique perspective on and when i went to find him he was completely gone i did notice that he's trying to resurrect himself he is resurrecting himself it's not ready yet my site isn't either at nomadic everyman.blogspot.com 
But I wonder how long those those uh, platforms will last. So I was looking for, uh, and he wasn't the only one. There were numerous ones. I know Binkley has a list, too, of sites that I want to hear from to try to get to a deeper truth than the official narrative that I feel uh, you've we've actually played parodies. I think Conan O'Brien is the most famous one of how news stations just read the exact same copy that comes across their telex machine probably most of the time from the government or a news agency that gets the official narrative and just rewrites it as an article. So when I try to do the deeper re- research, these guys are gone. And uh, and my stuff, thank goodness, uh, I I got it, but my work is mostly on this show, so you're going to hear my opinions. Uh, but these guys, their livelihood, their outlet, the value they add to journalism, analysis, the political discourse, while often uncomfortable. I mean, this stuff I have found numerous times. I just I can't even visit uh, the the deeper sites on our, uh, you know, every single day because it is uncomfortable. It's um, depressing sometimes, but we absolutely, but I never uh, visit and revisit sites that I don't think have uh, provide, distinguish between when they're trying to report facts and what they are reporting as their opinion and offer some evidence and some reasoning for the facts and the opinion and that I have discovered over years of doing open source research myself and of absorbing these particular sites or um, sites on the whole, I have used my judgment to determine who has uh, a good faith approach to reporting the news. And it's actually the same approach, and I've talked about this before, that the CIA uses. 80%, I've read, 80% of their intel is open source. And so they get, they hear chatter, whatever. They're not planting people to find information. And they assess it in two ways. The, the plausibility of the information and the credibility of the source. And that's what I do. I use my reason. That's the only way democracy can actually function or it's not real. So by saying we can't be trusted to use our judgment to assess these things means that we are not competent to engage in democracy. Maybe true, maybe not true, but they're not saying that's what they're trying to do. They're not saying they're trying to undermine democracy, and that's what I think they are. They're neutering it, and that is what gave rise to my latest coined term, uh, democracy is the opiate of the masses. Because, And I actually said that to a doctor recently. I was like, just... You know, if you're if you're gonna whatever, give me a <laughs> check a mole or something. You're gonna hear what I think about what's going on in the world. And the guy said, I, I said that to him, and he said, "Do you mean that it, you know, because he's a doctor, so he's like opiate? Does that mean that it numbs you, or it? Um, oh, what did he say? Did it numb you, anesthetize you, or addict you? And I think it's both. And, of course, it's a diversion for for when you're bored. But by taking the content out of the political discourse, engaging it is form over function. It's the form over the content. It's there simply to get you to believe that you're uh, a part of the body politic. But if they keep you from understanding what the real issues are, they neutralize you in that way, then you're just a tool. And, uh, I, I frankly, I'm... 
happy that I uh, am able to think clearly again because yesterday I was just, uh, I was absolutely seeing red. So anyway, that's my basic impression of what's going on. But there's there um, there's so much to it. And what's really the kicker, Binkley here had a genius idea of what is going on. Because I thought this is just totalitarianism on the rise. It's happening faster than I expected. Uh but Binkley, you had a uh, really scary, but I would say highly uh, plausible insight. Can do you you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What do you think's really going on, and why? Well, the people they're censoring. There's another common factor, and that's that they're censoring the people that ask questions. So when they see a news event, the the critical analysis has been purged from the internet. And, and, and I, is, I may I interject that all I did was ask a question. What is this question mark? Right. And, that, and yeah. I showed a picture. Exactly. So and you, that's it. And that's why I got purged. I think I based on those it. circumstances, it was legitimate to ask that question. But this is something that they do leading up to wars. And mm-hmm. the reason they do it is because they do not want any critical questions that undermine the unity narrative that they have to have. In order to get acceptance for a war, and by removing all the conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, they remove the people who traditionally ask those questions and bring the conversation into the public. And you know what? Almost always starts a war. There's a there's a really, uh, really telling video that I posted on my website, which I cannot refer you to now in my glossary, uh, of a guy at one of these Washington think tanks. I think for you know Near East Affairs or something, but just your classic Washington think tank, CFR associated, no doubt. The guy got up and said, uh, "There are every war is started by a false flag from or provocation from Fort Sumner. Is it Sumter? Uh, to uh, to the Lusitania, um, and we need to do something like that to start a war with Iran." That's literally like in recent history. This guy did that a few years back, and uh, and that's what starts wars, and that was the other thing that you said. Yeah, and all the people who would question that and who might call that to light are removed from the internet now. So that's why this website that I'm – the only one I mentioned by name, but I'm happy to mention any of them by name if you want to call and tell me about your website. As long as it's not trolling, um, that's an invitation to troll. Sorry about that. But um, – which, of course, is going to be the next attack because I'm one of the very few people who has a platform. I want to talk about that, too. I, my platform remains standing, and I can talk about this stuff. I can't think of a single other website that got lost that um, that has a – that it isn't their primary platform. But this American Everyman, now nomadiceveryman.blogspot.com, he is a genius at uh, – identifying false flags and explaining uh, how, you know, what the telltale signs are and what the objective is. So he would be the guy, the first guy you want to take down. Another guy who I don't know if his, I don't think he was on WordPress, but I heard James Corbett, who's also a great um, online journalist, Mentioned that Scott Horton, who runs antiwar.com, was censored either on Twitter, I don't know, and Daniel McAdams from the Ron Paul report. I got to take a quick break, though. Um, There's just too much to to cover. But those are the guys who would um, point out the the fabrications that would 
justify war. Uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show for as long as that lasts. Monica Perez. Your show is the grand prize for so many of us. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Well, thankfully, we uh, still have a show. <laughs> Good thing this isn't um, just an online broadcast because between YouTube and WordPress, which are the platforms that we use, we would uh, no longer have access to the public domain, which is a little bit tricky because this WSB is FCC regulated and they have never put any restrictions on me except for to distinguish facts from opinion and offer evidence and reason so uh, just to make my case. that That's not even a requirement. Just distinguishing fact from opinion is a basic fundamental requirement and I always live up to that. But WordPress took me down uh, completely. I'm laughing now. I don't know why, because it was, like, uh, very stressful. But I'm happy because at CCDZINE um, saved my stuff, thank goodness. So I will be back online. Uh, But it's funny because I really feel like this problem, this censorship problem, is going to spark calls for and is already sparking calls for what was a fairness doctrine, but, like, regulation, government interference in uh, in the Internet. And I know the people don't want it. I get phone calls all the time saying, no, we don't want that. But it's coming down from the top, from the government, from the media on the right, saying, oh, we need to do something about this. So this issue is very complicated. Uh, but Binkley has a funny tweet for me, so give it to me, Binks. Okay, this tweet is from DVD, who says, everything has a downside. At the end of the day, I like the idea of a privately ran platform to use as an outlet for your message, but private platforms can tell you to shove your First Amendment right where the government, whereas a government-ran platform would not be able to not be able to do that. It sucks, assuming that they shut you down for your message, but as a libertarian, they have every right to. All right, that's a long one, and I have a lot to say about that, about the distinguished distinction between public and private, what the laws are, and my position as a libertarian. So let's get to that. I am absolutely open to calls and comments, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know. This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Although, football's coming. So, uh, uh, last year I had um, basically... Any weekend, you could find me on WSB on a Sunday. So I'm going to try to figure out if there's a solid time you can count on for that. But uh, And I used to be able to direct you to my websites uh, so that you could find, if you missed the show, you can find the podcast. Those websites were uh, banned by WordPress without any warning. Um, I barely had time to retrieve my content uh, but thanks to at CC design, D Z I N E, um, I can, I, he's going to help me rebuild and I can use those same URLs, which is Monica show.com and propaganda reports, LA.com, but it's going to take some time. Um, I think I'm going to work hard. We're all going to work hard. And, uh, 
what we're but but what I had to do even just to bypass WordPress, I had to clear my browsing history. Did you have to do that, Binkley? My producer Binkley's here, of course. And he's suffering from this because he does the Propaganda Report Daily stuff and donations to PropagandaReportDaily.com finance his equipment and all the other stuff he has to do. So this is actually interrupting uh, the financial support for all the podcasts we do offline and stuff. So, and I, I know other people who don't, who have that, who actually depend on their websites are really suffering. But anyway, I'll let you talk now. Clear the cachet. What do you mean? The browsing history. I just went to history and I had to clear it because anytime I went to MonicaPriceShow.com, it redirected me to the previous primary oh, yeah. domain, which is a WordPress URL. Yeah, I probably would have to do that. So I had to do that with all of my browsers, Chrome, Safari, Firefox, and then it worked. But if you don't do that every time you now, even now, even now that I've moved off WordPress, it'll say WordPress. Uh, it's just is, a reminder that you're, you're in the gulag now. You're dangerous. This this site is dangerous to your your computer. Yeah, it makes like it I, sound like it's going to poison your computer. Yeah, like it's a virus. It yes, that's what it says. Like half the time it doesn't say WordPress banned these people. It says. That it says this person did not configure its website properly, and now you're da- it's dangerous. Yeah. Self-destruct so that- in five seconds. Leave the site now. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! So anyway, I will tell you when I'm on. Um, I'm still available on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Let's hope that lasts. And Gab, Gab. By the way, Microsoft uh, removed Gab Gab AI's app from the Google Play Store, so they are getting some. Tech yeah. tyranny as well. I have some thoughts about Gab that fold into this bigger story I'm going to get to uh, shortly. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I right before the break, you read a post that it was actually from Brandon. And um, I noticed it earlier, and I, I wanted to address it. What it said basically was that they, these are private platforms, and they can, they don't have to respect my First Amendment rights. And I totally, uh, I believe private property rights are sacrosanct. So if a guy ran a bar and said, no chicks over 120 pounds allowed, I would have to walk away. You know, so not much, not by much. But <laughs> just, I'd have to walk in. I think. Yes, you would, you would make it. You would make the cut. Uh, but anyway, um so I believe private property rights are sacrosanct. They're, they're, they're higher than – the government, it comes after that. You you have private property over your, yourself and your po- property is yours. Government is an extension of your right to defend those things. It cannot trump those things. However, uh, these and, – and actually my objection isn't – it really isn't – with the First Amendment issue here is that I had a contract with them, which I had paid. I was paid up on all of that, and I agreed to terms of service, which they changed, and I'm not in violation of them anyway. So what they did to change it, I'm still not in violation. They did not They did not identify what it was, and uh, I believe that I, if, if I were permitted my day in court, because, you know, I don't know how far up it would have to go, maybe the Supreme Court, which can deny a hearing to anyone for no reason. But imagine the, the resources I would have to commit to that to fight that my contract is being violated. Uh, and even if they said we can terminate you for any reason, that that has often been held not 
not acceptable, right? So if you violate somebody's fundamental rights, you can't just have an, an any reason whatsoever clause in your contract. Um, and they're going to refund my money, but they're not going to refund the damages of lost, you know, interrupted service. They told you you couldn't even talk on their forums. Oh, I didn't even see that. Th- didn't you say I, it said like you can't even you're not even allowed to communicate on our help forums. Wow. I'm going to read. Uh, I'll read it That's on the air. I'm going to read it in a second on the air um, or during the show. But I did want to respond to Brandon. Um I love this. First of all, I mean, he's he's like, I know you know this. It's not like he's challenging me. I get like all sorts of nastiness, which is just crazy. I get nastiness from people who think I'm like uh, controlled opposition, which is truly hilarious. And people who uh, I got one Trump supporter was was like, good. I'm glad they took you off because you spout so much BS. I was like, but is that really what you want? You know, and uh and then I just I get uh, nothing but guff from the left, of course, who thinks, you know, whatever, terrible things about libertarians. So but but I did have a few points about whether it's private or what my position is on that. Uh, a lot of these big tech companies um, and, and benefit from government subsidies with their their actual tech or pieces of tech that they rely on that were developed by the government, often under the guise of the Department of Defense. But beyond that, DARPA, the Defense Department Research Arm, takes credit for creating the Internet, and they disseminated it at public universities. So I I would argue, and now they have a monopoly on it. It's the only thing that we have access to, from what I can tell. I can't figure out anything different from this. That we own the platform because it was paid for by our tax dollars, and I don't... I don't support government research of any kind. I think it's it's exactly this. It's a problem. They they crowd out the, anybody private who might have erected something like this. Isn't can't because the government has all that power and money to move quickly, and then they have the public university system to uh, make it the only game in town. I mean, these are reasons why I don't consider these strictly private companies. It's not a piece of land with a a podium on it where. A guy can say whatever he wants as long as it doesn't travel off his property. You know, it's just not – it's not really – I feel like it's not private property. Yeah, and there were members in Senate. There were Democrats in the Senate and the mainstream media. They all worked together with these tech companies to make this happen. So there were a lot of government influences. Oh, in yeah. That. There you go. So the government is pressuring, and that in itself is unacceptable. Uh, there's another – Argument that I actually would not – I don't support this this law, the precedent, but it is the precedent, and that is you can't call upon the government to protect your private property rights if you're using that private property to deny somebody free speech. So I believe this is why if you go to Publix, there can be political petitions or even beggars outside the door. I'm not sure about the beggars, but I've – I've, I, I've begged outside Publix plenty okay. of times. Really? No, I, don't, I don't know if I want to know, <laughs> but certainly political petitions, they can't call the police on you, even on their private property. And for me, uh, I would say that I think it's self-evident, not common knowledge, that WordPress and Twitter and all these they have patents. If you could just use their patents without them having patent protection, you could compete with them more easily. Uh, but they have patent protection. They rely on the government to protect those patents, and it's what gives them their dominant market position. And then they're using 
that government protected platform to deny free speech. I, I don't I don't even believe in patent protection. You know, I don't believe in these laws, but I, I have to suffer the consequences of our legal system. So given you, you can't suffer the consequences, but give up all the protections that you need within that system. So I don't promote those laws, but I would say there are many arguments under which I would win this. And specifically, the argument WordPress cited to encourage me to stand my ground. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for that? Yeah, they baited you, didn't they? You want to hear it, Binkley? You ready? Let me hear it. All right. So in April, I received several of these notices. This is what happened a long time ago, I don't know, a couple of years ago. There were, see, it's a little towards the, uh, I, I need some time for this. Let's try to take it slow. It's oh, fresh. I'll start. I'll start. Yes. I, <laughs> I'm not like emotional. I'm just, I, I'm just still kind of in a state of excited. Well, while people are waiting, you can go visit Antifa's many websites that are still on WordPress. Well, oh, well, Alex Jones is back. So Alex Jones dragged us all down. And for the exact same reason, and then he popped back up, and we were all. Drowned. Is he on WordPress? No, I, I don't think so. Like that—that's the thing. It doesn't. The big Alex Jones thing created this acceptability of all big tech suppressing free speech based on a single thing, and it was this. A couple of years ago, uh, a picture of Noah Posner, the Sandy Hook victim. Uh, the picture that was disseminated after Sandy Hook by the family, I assume that's where they got the picture, was presented by the BBC uh, in two places. One, it was on a wall of pictures of victims of the Pakistani school massacre. And another time it was in a picture of a woman holding the picture and during candlelight vigil with a very sad face on um, the implication being that was the mother of this child who was a victim of the Pakistan school massacre and he had a different name. It wasn't Noah Posner, although it was the same picture of him in a brown leather jacket, but he was given a different name. And I posted it saying, this is crazy. This is crazy. And then explained what it was exactly. And so, my speculation, what? So you saw that picture that they use that same picture at Sandy Hook. And then a few years later, you see the same picture again with a different name in a different country. Yes, the identical image. And I know it was the identical image because that's the foundation of this dispute that I had with WordPress. So I thought it was so insane because I know they can take things off the Internet. So if there was some kind of hoax or psyop surrounding Sandy Hook, why would the BBC not take this stuff all down? Like, why is it making the entire the rounds of the world? So that's what I was saying. I put it up and I said, what the heck is this picture doing? I don't get it. I thought it was what they call a barium swallow test, where if you swallow barium, it can like show up on an x-ray if you have an ulcer or something, and it just show it shows it traveling through your body. And I thought this was a way to show how fake news or a conspiracy theory or even a false flat evidence of a false flag travels around the world that as that picture popped up, they could see they, that it was just like an experiment. I said that many times on the air, on our podcast, probably in that article, which I can't access because WordPress took it down. Um, so that's what I did. And then I'll tell you what WordPress did and why I didn't think it was a big deal until I lost everything. I'll tell you about that after the break. Um, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could, call, you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. 
Monica Perez. Thank you so much for dragging me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. wonder if that kind of thing could get me in trouble now. Uh, I uh, So I want to read to you, I have a little time, uh, this notice I got from WordPress. So I told you before, I posted this picture of Noah Posner, under who was being represented by the BBC under a different name as a victim of the Pakistani school massacre. So I posted an article that said, this is crazy. I was very careful not to make any assumptions or anything. I thought it was some kind of psychological operation to try to see how things traveled around the world. I didn't know why they did it. The BBC is owned by the British government. I don't know. So I got this letter from WordPress in April. That said, uh, we have received a DMCA notice. I should probably know what that means. It's called a takedown notice um, for material published on your WordPress site. Normally, this would mean that we'd have to disable access to the material. However, because we believe that this instance falls under fair use protections, we will not be removing it at this time. Uh, Section 107 of U.S. copyright law identifies various purposes for which the reproduction of a particular work may be considered fair, such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. You can learn more about it here. And it shows three links where I can learn about my fair use protections and how I fall under that category. While we believe that your use of the material is protected, and we have fought for our users, uh, in similar cases in the past, and they wrote what the case was with the link. Uh, please keep in mind that the complainant may choose to continue to pursue this matter, perhaps directly with you. If you would prefer, you are still able to delete the content from your site yourself. Um, I'll read you the rest of the article, who the complainant was, what he was talking about. But just so you know, at first I did take, I took the first time I got one of these notices, I took the picture down out of courtesy to the person who didn't like it. Without a second thought. I was like, eh, they're chilling me, whatever. But then when I got this notice, or several, two more notices, I think I had three pictures all together, uh, with all this legal stuff telling me that they are going to defend my right, I figured, I, so I wrote back, I said, okay, I'll wait. Let me know what, what, what comes of this. So I'm going to tell you the rest of what came of it. <laughs> After the break, uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Although uh, football season is coming, um, so hopefully last year I was on most of the time on Sundays during football season, and uh, I will let you know um, my last operational uh, platform. I, I'm still on Facebook, but I use Twitter more, at Monica Perez Show. I've been talking about how my WordPress sites uh, got taken down, and um, so normally I would direct you to that for the podcasts in case you missed the show because my uh, schedule's moving around. We will be back and up and running. Thank you so much to uh, a, uh, at CCDZINE, CC Design. He's been helping me recover my stuff and rebuild my websites 
So it will be back up if you want to get to those same old URLs, MonicaPerezShow.com and PropagandaReportDaily.com. You're probably going to have to purge your browser history. You go to history on the top and clear your history because otherwise it'll redirect you to WordPress, which will tell you that I'm dangerous and <laughs> you need to close this tab immediately. And I was just telling the story of why that happened. And I'm not, I'm totally not venting. I'm telling you because nobody else, now people are afraid to tell the story. So I was listening to various people. A lot of people were shut down. Only people who question the official narrative of stuff. I, maybe lots of weirdos were shut down too. I don't know because I don't go to the sites of weirdos. I go to the sites of people that have passed my, um, the test I use for assessing open source journalism, which is the same test the CIA uses where they get 80% of their material is that, uh, you, you value, you assess the, uh, plausibility of the information and the credibility of the source. So I have a lot of um, sites I visit that I do that and uh, and they're mostly gone. And when but everybody is kind of rebuilding elsewhere and uh, but when I've listened to them explain the story, they really are afraid to tell the whole story because they unlike me, I'm on uh, WSB which really doesn't it doesn't censor me at all in my experience they do tell me they don't say something that's a fact that you don't know is a fact and if it's your opinion make it clear that's your opinion um don't say stuff just to be sensationalistic it should actually be your opinion but beyond that i've never had any limitations but uh nobody knows what's coming next on the internet so people won't tell the whole story i'll tell you the whole story hopefully i can get it i can we can post it somewhere and it'll get out but um certainly you can hear it now that what happened to me is I posted a picture of a uh, few pictures of Noah Posner being misrepresented by the BBC as a victim of the Pakistan school massacre. It was weird. And my post said, this is crazy. And I explained, I thought it was weird. And I didn't know if they were conducting some kind of experiment to see who picked up the story and who didn't. Um, but everybody who uh, saw it and has a blog, you know, and isn't afraid to question the official narrative and said, what's going on here and posted it. And all of those people, I believe this is what happened. were taken down last week, even though this incident occurred a long time ago, but I had gotten a call, uh, an email from WordPress. I realize now I, before the break, I read it, it from April 23rd, but the first one I got was February 22nd, which was just one week after the Parkland, um, shooting and they and I I announced that February 14, 2018 was the day the Internet died. I announced that because that was the day that I could not search the way I used to be able to search for alternative information. And I'm not that savvy. So if it's not like type in what you're looking for and it pops up, I'm not going to find it. So once Google revamped their search engine, which I never heard or read that they did, but I saw that I saw that my searches were different after February 14th. Funny enough, a week later, I'm getting these takedown notices. But what they said was that uh, they put this whole long thing in here about how they they identified the law that protected me. They said they would protect me. They've protected people before. They think the guy is wrong. and uh, But if they conclude otherwise, I can take down the material. So at first I did take down one of the pictures. But then after I got a few of these notices, I said, well, let's just see what happens. And I responded to them, let me know. But in the second half of the letter, which I didn't read before the break, they wrote what the complaint was. The complaint was from Leonard Posner, the father of Noah Posner, who said that 
Uh, I have a good faith belief that the use of the copyrighted materials described above as allegedly infringing is not authorized by the copyright owner, its agents, or the law. But that it's on its face not true because it's fair use. It was a picture reported by the news. I'm news. I was just doing it as news. It's open and shut case. So I wasn't worried about it. WordPress assured me they were on it. But one other weird thing is that they wrote his address and phone number in there. And now people are getting shut down for harassing the guy or whatever. I don't know any of that stuff. But it it was super kooky for WordPress to put this guy's address and phone number in there and not his law firm. So all of this is, is to say that I think this initial email was a trap. So this sounds crazy. Maybe it sounds crazy. Maybe not. But the original thing of posting the Noah Posner picture was so bizarre. I knew the BBC was up to something. And Binkley told me about this this Maoist thing called the 100 Flowers campaign. Is that right, Binkley? What was that? Yeah, the 100 Flowers campaign. This is my producer, Binkley, in case you're just tuning in for the first time ever. The 100 Flowers campaign was a campaign in China when uh, Mao was in power where – they had a they had a policy for 100 days where they allowed people to come forward and criticize the government and their policies and be open about what they believe should be changed and then after that they used that criticism to round up those people i honestly think now after this is happening that that's what this was all about because i would have taken this stuff down i was fine with it i did not want to hurt this guy's feelings i don't want nothing i don't want anything to do with it and but when I look back and see when it happened, which was years after it had been posted by me or or the BBC, that and that they put his his name and address and phone number in there, which became a trigger point over the past couple of weeks. So I think this thing is super kooky, uh, and I think it was a way uh, to have people self-identify as having the courage to question. The official narrative. I wasn't questioning the Sandy Hook narrative, though. That's the thing that really annoys me, and I was respectful about it. Yet their claim over the past couple of over the past week or so, um, they said that they changed their terms of service to ban malicious publication of unauthorized images of minors. Now, I would say that's probably was probably covered under their original terms of service anyway. But I certainly didn't do that. I didn't. It wasn't malicious in the slightest bit, not at all. And if they would let me repost the post, you could look at it yourself. This goes back to something we've talked about a lot where it's not about an objective standard. It's about how the person accusing you feels. Yeah, well, that's the topic for – we're going to get into this as this goes on. But let me me finish saying – so then – so I said, okay, whatever. Let me know. And uh, and they wrote back right away. Thank you for your submission. We manually review takedown notices in the order in which they are received. Your notice is now awaiting review. After the review is complete, we will reply to the email address provided unless we have already responded uh, to an earlier um, notice that you submitted. Do not submit multiple notices. <laughs> um so that was April. I never, ever heard back from them at all. I ignored it. I never revisited that post. I didn't even give it another thought. Then I wake up. My post is taken down. This was in the wake of that announced term of service change and the Alex Jones-Sandy Hook dispute, and um, they took it down. So I resubmitted my uh, – please tell me what's going on here. 
And then they didn't respond to it. So then I just went to the help desk or whatever at WordPress, and I said, oh, my site is gone. Can you please tell me why? And boy, did they give me the old one, too. I did not expect this, and I thought when I told you about it, Binkley, I was a little worried that you would really uh, be mad at me, let's just say. So let me tell you what it said. It said, my question to them was, my site has been suspended, and I don't know why. Uh... And they said, hello, upon review of your WordPress sites, we no longer feel that your account aligns with our terms of service and user guidelines. As such, you will no longer be permitted to use WordPress.com. We've canceled your WordPress.com subscriptions and refunded the eligible purchases minus the cost of your domain name registrations. Please note that it may take a few business days, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Here are all the URLs that we are booting and... um, Whatever. You can get to that content for a limited period of time. Uh, Please keep in mind that other hosts may have similar policies regarding this type of content. Oh, keep that in mind. Thanks. I know (laughs) you're just looking out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that help, WordPress. Thanks, sweetie. That's great. Uh, So I I don't know if that's making sense here. So I got this... I got entrapped, <laughs> you know, if they just said, to, would you please, as a courtesy, take it down? That's what I was doing. I actually took the first one down. And then I said, oh, you know, if they want to fight for it, I'll, I'll see what happens. They convinced you to stay. What? They convinced you to stay. To keep that stuff up? Yeah. I would have just taken it down. I have no, I don't care at all about this stuff. I just like to post my podcast and I put the show notes. Or I, when I had more time, I did more thoroughly. And you do the same thing. And um, and now we don't have that platform, which has more value than the domain registration or whatever they're refunding me. We uh, It's interruption and a lot of a lot of work. And a funny thing was the next notice after this I got was a happy anniversary card from WordPress. I got that, that also. Was seven years that on WordPress. And I was like, thanks, thanks. Now I know it was seven years of work. Uh, but we think there's something deeper going on, and I and I want to talk about that. Uh, 800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blow it up! On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. So I was just talking about uh, this these emails I got from WordPress, and uh, if you haven't heard the show so far, you're going to want to catch up on the podcast. Uh Binkley, can you in you know what? Why don't you figure out, Binkley? We'll say at the bottom if people can still listen to our podcast somehow, like on Libsyn or whatever. Tell me. I just tweeted it out. The link. Oh, great! So at Freedom Act Radio is the Twitter account. You can find where you can get the podcast still if you want to catch up on what we're talking about when it's up, which will be in a few days. So, but I have to say, so here is the thing: I I posted this picture of Noah Posner as. Being represented by the BBC, Noah Posner, Sandy Hook victim, being represented by the BBC as a victim of the Pakistan school massacre, and I and I recognized it as something weird, and I I disseminated it and just said this is crazy, you know, so people could see it and tell me what they thought. I personally thought it was some kind of test, uh, which I said, but then I re- I realized now that anybody who picked that up and disseminated it has had their WordPress sites removed. I believe that's correct. I'm not 100% positive, but that's basically, I think, what they said, and it's certainly what I've observed. And it reminded me of the 100 Flowers campaign of Mao, where 
intellectuals were told that they could speak freely under the new regime. And as soon as they did, they were eliminated. They were rounded up. Okay, so there's that. But then I realized there was another historical parallel to what happened here. So so no Posner's father, Leonard, claimed that he wanted me to take my picture down from the site and I was going to do it. I actually did take one of them down. Uh, but WordPress sent me an email that said, no, no, we're going to defend you. Here's where your rights lie. This is what fair use is. We've defended people before. Uh, here's the link to the statute. Here's the link to our previous success. If you want to take it down, that's fine, but you don't have to. You know, we're, we'll fight for you. If you want to, that's fine, but we will fight for you before you take that material down. Uh, and then I realized that was a different kind of trap. And I've talked about this before, but I didn't see it coming. During the Hungarian Revolution, and we also did it, did it in Iraq, according to Wesley Clark and others, but during the Hungarian Revolution, the United States told the people they could rise up against their communist overlords and we would protect them. We would help them. We would, If they rose up, we would invade or something, support them. So they rose up. This exact same thing happens in Iraq. And the communist government mowed them all down. So the Iraqi government mowed down all the people who would resist. That worked in our favor later. Uh, but the Hungarian government mowed everybody down. So WordPress got me to stand my ground and then wiped me out. So uh, we've got more to come and some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. I love listening to your show and voice of reason that you bring. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6, though football season is coming, so hopefully I'll have some hours on Sundays. I can let you know when uh, I will have a show. It's actually, at this point, um, if you've been listening, you know that my um, all of my sites were taken down from WordPress. I'm working on building them back up again. But uh, it might be worth just signing up for Twitter just to get our information at Monica Perez Show. And Binkley, my producer here, is uh, at Freedom Act Radio. And we'll just keep you posted as to when the show is and also how you can listen to the podcast, the commercials free podcast, if you miss the show. But we we were talking about another thing occurred to me. We were talking about how uh, I posted this. So my stuff got taken down, and they won't tell me why. But they had sent me some takedown notices a few months ago, and they um, and they did tell me why I was kind of um, a photo I had put up on the blog was under dispute, and they were going to let me know how it turned out. Uh, I want I want to just tell you a couple more things that are interesting about this. So the picture was a picture of Noah Posner, the Sandy Hook victim. Uh, being held up by a woman um, in a candlelight vigil outside uh, for the Pakistani school massacre, but it was also on a wall um, shown on the BBC as a wall of the Pakistani victims. And Binkley, so I posted it and said, this is weird. Uh, And Leonard Posner, Noah Posner's father, said, I own that image and you can't use it. And WordPress wrote back um, to me and to him and said, We defend people on the basis of fair use. This is just news. It's not a copyrighted image when it's used just for news or whatever. You can't enforce copyright to get people to take it down. Because think about it. Our entire news system would break down if you, um, well, certainly would be different. I'm not a big fan of copyright laws. That's Check out Stefan Kinsella, the famous libertarian 
opponent of he's an actually IP intellectual property lawyer and he doesn't like it. So I'm not going to get derailed into that. But what was the Binkley? You said Snopes debunked this idea that that was Noah Posner being represented as a Pakistani school massacre victim. Right. What does it say? Well, they don't really officially debunk it all the way. What they do is they present the possible explanations. First, they talk about how crazy everybody is who believes that there was a conspiracy. But then they I didn't say that. I know. You know, that was not on my post. My post, I thought that the picture being posted was like a psychological operation. Picture being posted as the Pakistani thing was yeah. like a trap of some kind, and it definitely was, but I didn't know. Well, that's how Snopes works. They they demonized the people first. So what did they say? They, they the said that the most likely explanation is that on the day that he was there that somebody – hold on, where's – the second explanation here um, – the image was deliberately included by mourners as a homage in order to publicly link multiple incidents of young innocent victims losing their lives in senseless school shootings. So someone – to create a homage right. got the picture from two years ago, someone okay. in another country. Can you imagine a victim from another country being put in a, in a vigil of a school shooting that happened here? Wouldn't that be odd? It would be odd, but that's not even what – then I actually – Considered that well, they're not saying he's a member, but the BBC actually said it and gave him a name. It's weird. It's you know yeah. a, a Muslim name. I think like I, I forget, but I remember it was a alliteration. A A. You know, I mean a lot or whatever. Um. So that's baloney. And then when uh, so I got this email where they said they were going to defend me, and that's the only reason I stood my ground. I cared nothing about this. I completely would have taken it down. I started taking it down, but then they're. I felt they were encouraging me to let it ride, and they would let me know what happened and give me an opportunity to take it down, which they didn't. They just shut me down completely, and I nearly lost everything. So uh, but so then I'm thinking this email itself was weird because it told me to stand my ground, um, but it also gave me the name, address, and phone number of Leonard Posner. That's crazy. In, instead of his lawyer or P.O. box or nothing, you know, why, why whatever. Uh, and then that was apparently a setup because he cried foul on anybody who contacted him personally. And I mean, I don't know if that if the, anyone did contact him personally, but but he should be suing WordPress for this. And I didn't hear any noise of that. It's definitely strange because one of his major claims against Alex Jones is that Alex Jones made his information public and was sending people to his house, yet he's making his own information public. Yeah, and f- totally unnecessarily because you can tell by how this is written. He has a lawyer. Even if he had a lawyer for, for one hour, that's the address you put in there or start a P.O. box if you have to. And think about that. These are people whose livelihoods are being taken away because of, of the pursuit that he's on, and he's putting his own address there? That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it, it makes no sense at all. That's why I've concluded that this whole WordPress thing was a scam. And since it was or a plot and since it was uh, it was launched a week after Parkland, when I noticed a radical change in Internet freedom myself, yeah. I noticed that this was February 22nd. I called that probably right on that day, you right did. before that, because I noticed it was Valentine's Day. It all changed because I tried to investigate the Parkland thing and I could only get like CNN, you know. On I remember. Yeah, I doubted I you. I doubted that. you for a minute, but you were you were right. You nailed it. I did now. Thank you. 
Uh, here's the um, so another thing though. One thing that I kind I I saw something like this coming, but in a totally different format. That uh, so so there were two historical references I made on this. One was the hundred flowers campaign that Mao used to get people to criticize the regime, and then he eliminated them. I feel like this picture was used to get people who might be critical of official narratives to out themselves. And then the letter itself from WordPress, which told me to stand my ground, reminded me of the Hungarian Revolution, where we told the resistors to rise up, and the same thing with the Iraqi Revolution, and and then we did not support them, and they were mowed down, which is what happened to anybody who did stand their ground. But I had expected this from a different avenue. So we used Twitter and the alternative to Twitter that emerged in, I think, in, in response to Hillary's uh, deplorables comment was Gab AI. Gab AI with the little Pepe the Frog logo is kind of Twitter for Trumpsters, maybe. I mean, I don't know if that's a unreal, but I, it's fine. I joined it. I was happy to. to I don't. I don't assume the label of the platform and I don't uh, reject it. I just want to communicate with those people. It's been fun. I don't use it that much because I just don't have a lot of time. So Twitter's very easy and I really use Twitter to give one-off comments on my um, on the articles that I read and then I have a, a running list of the things that I've um, wanted to share and it's just I, I just it's easier for me to have one central location, which is why these things, tend to consolidate uh, when they're popular. But I thought with Gab AI, I was a little concerned that it was like a hundred flowers campaign, that it was a way for people to out themselves as hardcore Trump supporters. And my argument was Trump's not going to be there forever. And we may get a massive backlash where the left takes total control from top to bottom and we get things like a fairness doctrine and they use that your existence on gab to uh to persecute you or to limit your speech or to put you on a list you know like a gun registry is really a list it's not even that for the guns it's that you're a list of a resistor now i don't think i advertise that too much because i felt that the people on Gab were sincere, were sincere, and I don't, I didn't want to foil the effort to present an alternative. But the, I did express it, um, express my concern certainly to you, Binkley. Uh, I'm not even sure that's not true. You know, I'm not even sure that they, they won't be persecuted. But I don't, I'm not recommending people chill themselves like and not do it. That's why one of the reasons I didn't take the pictures down. I thought, you know, why should I make it easier for them? to crack down on legitimate uh, standards in journalism and free speech. Yeah, I, I think it could be a way to draw people out and label them, but I also agree. I, I, don't, use, I don't use it as much because it is, it is hard to keep up with so many social medias, but I actually like its platform better than oh, Twitter. Oh, you do? See, I, I'm so like it's, – it's hard for me to make – I have very little time. I'm literally like putting the stuff out between making breakfast and doing the dishes and making dinner and doing the dishes. You know, like I'm just – I'm a, a housewife, homemaker primarily. It's just very busy. So I need to just steal minutes before I have to drive somebody around or take the dogs for a walk. And I, I don't I, – the thing with Twitter is I've, I got good at it, so I'm very fast. It doesn't take me time at yeah. all. And uh, but maybe it's worth a little time to investigate Gab and uh, and try to get more fast lighted. Although they're taking it down, right? No, they're not taking it down. They got their app removed from the Google Play Store by Microsoft. 
Well, see, that's the thing. So I'm moving my stuff, and that's great. We're rebuilding the site, but at what level are you continuing to be vulnerable? Right. That's if they're going to take this to the extreme, if they're going to silence nationalist thought, which, you know, to put internationalism in, they have to snuff out nationalism eventually. Um, then they're going to have to go at the, uh, I guess, the plumbing of the internet. I hope you're not calling me a nationalist. No, I'm not. I'm not calling you a nationalist. I'm but I'm saying that's capitalist. I'm like, I almost wonder if I'm working against, you know, I'm on the other side, yeah. not intentionally, but right. to break down. That's various. how they but categorize. Huh? They categorize people communist Nazi. They take it to the extreme. Yes, yes, and they're both European concepts that that are founded fundamentally on socialism. Both communism and fascism have socialism underlying it, which is a response, in my opinion, to the feudal history of Europe, where the feudal lords absorbed all the property. So property rights were not freely. Um, you couldn't compete for them like you did in the U.S., which is maybe why they emigrated. So many emigrated in the first place to the new world. But this is this is an old world problem and an old world solution that is being imposed upon us, in my opinion. And the more they galvanize the left and make it extreme and have it allow itself to label itself socialist and communist and use communist tactics, the more they create a polar opposite of what. People are calling fascist or far right or alt right or nationalism. And then you get this 20th century dialectic re resurrected. And that 20th century dialectic was a European thing. And we're getting re resurrected here. But the synthesis, so it's a thesis, antithesis, synthesis, the synthesis won't be the more or less, I mean, I'm not even going to say it's benign, but social democracy that we have now, you're going to have a universal totalitarianism that combines the worst of both of those things, in my opinion. I fear it. Yeah. I'm not predicting it. I'm <laughs> cautioning us that, so whatever we want to call each other and whatever side we want to take, and maybe I call myself, I do call myself an anarcho-capitalist, but I concluded that uh, a staunch defense of the Bill of Rights is consistent with my underlying ideology, and it is the best way to do, as Harry Brown recommended, is uh, how to live free in an unfree world. So let's uh, continue with some more hopeful thoughts <laughs> on this after the break at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, um, and I've been talking about taking being taken down from WordPress, but I'm curious to know uh, what you think about... I. They wanted me to take a picture off. I absolutely had the right to have that picture up there. It's uh, well-established in law, and they told me to hold my ground. I actually... It was a couple of pictures. I took one down just out of courtesy because I thought, well, if somebody doesn't like it, I don't care. And then I kind of thought, well, maybe, you know, this is getting out of hand. I should stand my ground. And I did. And boy, did it cost me. And I just wonder if if I shouldn't have. If I, I Do we want to fight every battle? Do you want to live for another day? I mean, if you've been following the show, you know what my question is. Like, did I do the right thing? And um, let me know. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. 
Binkley, we haven't been reading any tweets, so you got one? I do. I have one from James who says, you cost me some time today listening to you in my car and couldn't turn you off. Was it Subway, and after waiting for a commercial, two guys beat me in, and just my luck, 15 subs later, I finally got to place my order. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, James. Uh, I hope all goes well. I hope you're back on track. Um, And it's funny because this is a personal, like yesterday, I was a wreck over this because when I went to my WordPress site, I know I knew that they had suspended it, but I could see all my postings and everything and all the articles. And I really put a lot of effort, all my podcasts and everything. I'd been doing doing that site for seven years and I really put effort into it. I mean, really. <laughs> so uh, then I went yesterday to check it and see if they had resolved the issue and all my content was gone. I couldn't even look at it. Uh, and then I lost my mind. So fortunately, um, a guy I know from Twitter at CCDZINE, uh, I knew he would have the answer and he helped me, but, um, but it was a personal problem that I'm bringing to you, but it has so many implications for us overall and really folds into the things that we've been talking about. Let's defend our rights and we've got to stop being distracted by the personal dramas that are being laid out on Fox and CNN. I'm going to tell you more about what I think is really going on after the break. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Please take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, generally speaking. However, we do make room for UGA football, which is coming soon. And uh, often we, uh, my producer Binkley and I, We'll have a show here on WSB on Sundays, and I'll let you know when that is. If you sign up for our Twitter accounts, at Monica Perez Show or at Freedom Act Radio, you can find that out. We also do podcasts offline uh, and post those. And we post our shows, our WSB shows without commercials, on the same podcast feed, which uh, I usually tell you to go to PropagandaReportDaily.com or MonicaPerezShow.com to get all that, but WordPress pulled everything that I'm associated with for absolutely no good reason, or actually no reason, apparently. Uh, they don't like me. They said I. they don't feel that I align with their terms of service, which I didn't think that was a feeling. <laughs> they write it down. It's a contract. It's like a weird way to break up with somebody. It was. I really, and I felt hurt. I have to say, I really, I actually felt the way I had felt when my car was broken into, like smashed. The window was smashed and the radio was stolen. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like violated because they took all my stuff and I thought it was gone forever. I mean, this was, that was like, made me sick. Uh, so. But eventually it'll be back. I think you may be able to access it now. Yeah, you might have to clear your browser history because it's going to redirect you to WordPress and they're going to tell you that your computer will explode if you <laughs> <laughs> try to access my stuff. But you can still go to those URLs. 
Um, great guy at CC Design, uh, who you can also find on Twitter, is helping us reconstruct these sites. Hopefully they'll be back bigger and better than ever. And in the meanwhile, um, Binkley at Freedom Act Radio, so on Twitter, at Freedom Act Radio, he tweeted how you can just get our podcast without having to go to any blog or website. Uh, and that nor- sounds like a big, long ad, but it's really just a way to recap what we've been talking about and that this is – there's a massive crackdown on free speech, and I've been talking about it. I think um, I can see that in January of 2017, I have here on my desk, thank goodness, um, a my table here, the uh, um, some of my relevant blog posts that I had fortunately printed out, and one of them was the First Amendment, Fading Fast, which I did in January 2017. Uh, but I, I hadn't really thought about it um, as anything more than just the general – elimination of our rights one by one. I kind of like every year pick the right, I think, the Bill of Rights right that I think is getting attacked. And I've usually been pretty spot on. We had four, five, six, two, obviously, is always in the crosshairs. One I pegged for last year. And um, but I think there's something even uh, more imminent than than just the general creeping totalitarianism. And that is because there are so many portents of war right now. Uh, I, I just am going to recap. Um, I'm going to take calls 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I, I'm, uh, Tariq, one of my favorite callers is on the line. So just hang on a second. I just want to rattle off why I've been seeing the portents of war for a while now. And I think you always get that just to justify defense spending. They're always going to beat the drums of war for that. But when I went, I went to Russia and I actually got a tweet from someone saying um, or a message from someone saying, maybe this is because you went to Russia. They're taking you down <laughs> as a Russian agent, you know. But I went to Russia and I could see because I'd been to Russia before once 10 years ago and I could see that economically they were thriving. And as one um, English guy who lived there, he said, uh, I thought they'd be insulted. But I said, it's just like Germany now. And they were all excited, you know, because that's what they wanted. And so you see, I could see a pattern that that existed before the other world wars, which is Russia and Germany, Russia as an alternative to England, as an ally for people like Germany, for the regular European countries, is a threat to England. So therefore, it's a threat to the Anglo-American alliance, and they're going to demonize Russia. So that's happening. That's very World War-y. And uh, but there's a lot of stuff that I've seen that is very uh, portentous, if that's a word, is it portends war. Um, generals at the top. Trump's first act as president was to sign a bill waiving the restriction on a recent general from running um, the Defense Department. So that was the first act. I found that to be extremely symbolic. And I believe it was meant to be. I believe it was meant to be. I don't think these things happen uh inadvertently we have what what was in john adams time the alien and sedition acts the alien and sedition issues getting rid of aliens and suppressing contradiction of governments narratives that was a big issue in our early history because adams wanted to get us into that french war (laughs) i can't remember even but the fact was that the, the alien sedition issue is bigger than the war in our history because they were um, done away with, but I feel like they're, the spirit of them is returning. Um, 
we have this the crackdown on immigration, which folds into that, and it's based on ethnicity and religion and all that. Uh, there's trade barriers, which I consider to be a return to domestic production, which is which is what's called the war footing. Um, military buildup. Trump talked about that. The strongest Navy ever. All talk of reducing the military budget is gone. Even Obama stopped talking about that by the end. There's lots of saber rattling, belligerent talk against so-called enemies. As we impose sanctions on people, sanctions are acts of war. Yeah, they just are. Um, talk of war parades. And, uh, and a very telling thing, I think, is encouraging discord at home. So keeping us pitted against each other based on polarizing political atmosphere, on um, uh, identity issues, this distracts from the real issues, like people are not seeing what's what's really happening here, and it prevents us to uh, our unity in resisting a war, which none of us should be in favor. None of us would be in favor of it. This is a war for the power by the power, and uh, ultimately, if you have enough unrest or even like an economic collapse, that begins to justify in people's minds the war as a way to unify us as a way to get us out of this. So, uh, it, it just, it, and it plays into the hands of those who use war and civil unrest to impose collectivism or totalitarianism. If you know, Norman Dodd, if he's still on YouTube, an old interview, Norman Dodd, where he talks about how the Carnegie foundation in their minutes before, well before world war one, they talk about, uh, a war as their conclusion is the best way to convert us from collective, from individualistic mentality to collective, to rewrite our history and transform our culture. So th these, you know, these things can all be used without war, I think, to shape us. But if you see, if you layer on top of this, the suppression of the free press, which we're seeing now en masse, I think you really it ha it has to tip the scales in favor of thinking that something big is coming they don't don't want to face criticism over and i think that you turned me on to that that little nugget binkley and i found it to really bring the whole the you know crack the code oh great <laughs> it's simple but it says it and that's good that you're not going to uh to respond at length because I really want to hear from Tariq. Tariq, you, you are you ready for me, Tariq? Uh, you are on the air. Thank you for waiting. I, I sure am, and thank you. Look, I want to be very quick because I know my time is short. But are you familiar with an author by the name of Arthur Thompson? He, no. he wrote a book, To the Victor Go the Myths and Movements, and he gave a lecture at the John Birch Society uh, in, on October 19th of 2016. And the, and the title of his lecture was, What You Are Not Supposed to Know About America's Founding. And one, as we talked about earlier with starting of, of our philosophers and all of the movements and that d transpired to lead us to two major directions. One was individual rights. But he talked about the Illuminati. And if you looked at the Illuminati that was established technically on May, I think May 1st, 1776, yeah. he goes over briefly, I'm going to be real quick because he goes over briefly goals of the Illuminati. It's the overthrow of all government, the destruction of religion, the abolition of private property, the death of individualism, the deification of sensuality, 
we know said a lot in the sixties, you know, do ever what feels good, blah, blah, blah. The repudiation of marriage, the state control of children, the establishment of the world order. And you see that. Uh there are there's one of their major attitudes is society determines the shape and form of its government. And if you change society, you change the government. And you, when you are familiar with and, and review the material that's in there, it goes over all of the different. In fact, there's a there, there's always been a worldwide council. In the first world war, I think one of the earliest uh, worldwide councils you had Thomas Paine as a member. Lafayette, and Benjamin Franklin. All right, you've got to wait, Tariq. I'm going to ask you to hold through to the break. I want to get the guy's name again. And I also, after the break, um, I also want to question you about John Birch because I feel like they, there's some stuff with them that people have criticized as being controlled opposition. I don't know anything about them, but before I can advocate anything that comes out of that, I I want to know your opinion. So hang on. uh, I'll be right back. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Very refreshing to hear, even when you don't know about something that we can go down, if you want to say a rabbit hole, but just look at things differently. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole. They made me go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> ah, you got to wonder um, why you can't question some things. So I have a prize pack for you. I always love that. Very cheerful. A pair. It's actually a really, really good one. A pair of tickets to opening night of Corteo by Cirque du Soleil. It's coming to Infinite Energy Arena August 29th through September 2nd. So if you don't get the prize pack and you just want to buy tickets, tickets are on sale at CirqueDuSoleil.com. But you can get this pair of tickets calling 404 741 750 But I want to... Awesome. And I, I just want Tariq to tell me two things, because this is our, our very short segment. You were saying... Okay. What is the name of the guy who you want us to... Arthur what? Arthur Thompson. First of all, I'm not pushing the John Birch Society. Yeah, but, you got to be careful just, because people yeah, think not, if we... I'm, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. But what I am saying is in, for those that want to gather more knowledge, this is a good, I think, a, a resource that definitely needs to be addressed. All right, what do you and, react to this, Tariq? Hold on. Binkley had a comment after you rattled off that list of their goals. Binkley, what was your reaction? That sounded like the 10 planks of communism that's in the communist manifesto. Well, look. That's my point. The Illuminati was started in Germany. And from that, you got uh, communism, Karl Marx, you got Nazism, and you got fascism. And, you know, you, you're talking about wars. Well, this is one in, in one of the major ways that they try to change society is by starting wars. Some people think that that's one of the drivers of the Civil War. It wasn't just slavery, even though that was a big bone of contention, but it had been that way for quite a long time. But when John Burke started, I mean, uh, Brown started killing people, it just, well, I don't know. I, well, Tariq, I got to take a break. I went until the very end. I'm always hanging fat, fat. 
<laughs> fascinated by what you have to say. We're going to check that stuff out. Thanks for all and thanks for calling. See you, talk to you in a sec at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. That was intense, actually. This was very personal and emotional for me. Seven years of work, I thought, erased when WordPress decided to ban me forever. And uh, I believe somewhere it said I couldn't even engage, like, on their, what was it, the help help forums? The help forums? They don't want you poisoning the, <laughs> you know, the conversation in there. I don't know if people are just tuning in, but literally I put up a picture that I would have taken down. And they're like, no, no, you have every right to have that picture there. And then they're like... You're bad. <laughs> and so they took all of my sites down forever. I mean, it's so <laughs> crazy. You're not allowed on the premises. I know, but I didn't do anything, and I can't prove it because I can't have access to the stuff that I did to show that I didn't do anything wrong. <sighs> Take a breath. <laughs> okay. Anyway, if you want to hear the whole story, uh, I think we're going to get back up and running. If you can't figure out how to get back up and running, my savior is at C-C-D-Z-I-N-E on Twitter. He's helping me, and um, we're going to reconstruct it all. The URLs will work, may already work, MonicaPerezShow.com, PropagandaReportDaily.com. But if you want the podcasts, Freedom Act Radio, at Freedom Act Radio, Binkley here just tweeted how you can get to the podcast anyway. So in a day or two, this show will be up uh, without commercials, and you can get the whole story. It's very interesting. It's not just me venting. I mean, it's really got some twists and turns. And the crazy part is that most people won't tell the true story of what happened to them because they don't want to get booted off their other Internet sites. Yeah. But I, I've got nothing left. <laughs> but I have this platform, which amazingly is totally protected, and that it drives me crazy because – that's me playing into what I think is the real one of the purposes of this whole narrative is to get of this dialectic, this um, lefty social media bans conservatives. I'm not a conservative. I'm a libertarian. I'm really not a conservative. Like people get mad at me for not being on the show, the station when they can't. She's not a conservative. Therefore, she must be a liberal, not a liberal. Um, <laughs> Wait, th there's a third option. Oh, yes. Fourth option? And guess what? Now the only third option you can access is Alex Jones. Oh. So I said Alex Jones was setting us all up. You said it too. And they took him down. A lot of fanfare. I did a whole show about it two weeks ago. Then I went down with the ship along with everybody else I like. And Alex Jones, who I thought was setting us up anyway, popped back up. And now guess what? If you want to know the third way, the alternative interpretation, you're going to him. And I think he's controlled opposition. So and the guy who turned me on to that idea called him Disinfo Jones, American Everyman, has been taken down. He's now nomadiceveryman.blogspot.com. So you can get his views. But that's what's happening here. And it's kooky. If Socrates were alive today, he would have been banned from WordPress. Yes, but uh, for, I, that, I hope that what actually happened to Socrates is not the next step here. <laughs> but it does remind me of how I believe it was both Wilson and Lincoln in the face of unpopular wars and John Adams with the Alien Sedition Acts uh, suppressed public debate, um, even jailed or persecuted 
journalists in direct violation of both the letter and spirit of the First Amendment. Now, this has different issues because these big tech platforms pretend like they're 100% private property, which I would say they are absolutely not. I don't believe in mixed property like this, but it does exist. So what are you going to do? They're and also, it crowds out strictly private platforms? Yeah, they're also a nation in and of themselves, like an international nation, a digital nation. What? Oh, what? Facebook. Facebook, uh, the internet. I mean, people from all over the world. There's no borders online. Man, you're blowing my mind. No I, borders, uh, no walls online. So what are your – right, so there's no – Is are there no – They're, they're going to be kowtowing to these, uh, I guess, EU standards, and uh, Facebook well, already here's, is. That, that's so interesting that you bring that up because I've been talking about four years totally unrelated to this issue, the concept of regulatory – barriers to entry so there's um i think james corbett who i love still up and running corbettreport.com says that uh he but he doesn't he's not in this country and he's not doesn't put his platform on this stuff but he says he he wrote like uh he did a, a big movie or something that oil garky or I don't, I don't know how big oil took over the world something like that and he lays out this concept that I learned in business school and observed myself, this regulatory barrier to entry, that the progressive era, so-called the trust-busting era, actually solidified the domination of the Rockefellers in the oil industry. Because then it looked like there were seven competing companies, nobody could touch them, but they own them all anyway. And that's okay. That's not disallowed. So when I saw the EU privacy rules pop up, and I have no faith in any, I believe that these regional bodies are so totally corrupt and in the service of globalism, I have no expectation that they're defending the people. Although Europe is a little funny like that. It's sometimes harder. Uh, they sometimes have some laws that are harder to bust through and others that don't even exist. You know, you just don't know for sure if this is a, a setback for the globalists or a victory for the globalists. So they had these EU privacy laws, and I predicted, then I read in um, the Wall Street Journal that I was absolutely right, and I've actually spoken to people who were affected by this, that the privacy laws are interpreted by big tech in such a way as to be too strict for smaller guys to adhere to. And that interpretation is being generally accepted. So it probably wasn't, didn't get through in the EU law because it was obviously too strict, but they just de facto made it strict by executing it extremely, the big tech did, and the little guys are getting absolutely squeezed out. And I actually know somebody personally in this country who tries to adhere to those laws because it has, he has an international presence who said it's actually very difficult and costly to abide by those laws. So you're going to get a consolidation. So then little guys either have to drop out or sell to the big guys who have the massive presence to justify you know, one solution that you develop a solution. You can, if you can leverage that across a l larger platform, it's more cost effective. So the big guy is going to have the advantage in, in real economics, smaller companies, companies that are very specific in what they do have an advantage because they can get capital. They can get money that um, is looking for that specific exposure. If somebody has money to spend and they have to expose themselves to like a conglomerate, it messes up their ability to control their own portfolio. So you really, in the state of nature of economic free markets, you want to have um, a, you know, hermetically 
cordoned off. So like in a downturn, you usually have a bust of conglomerates and aggregates into their little pieces because it's harder for them to get. They have to kowtow to the financial markets a little more than when everybody's looking to put their money somewhere. And I don't mean to derail that, but I'm just saying the fact that companies and corporations are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and focused on the top, that's not a natural economic situation. It, 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 there's a thing called the race to the bottom, which takes profits out uh, as capital finds a home um, that has higher returns. So all these things work together to level the playing field. So when you see something getting bloated at the top, you can look, you're probably going to find some some systematic problem there based on a policy that interferes with free market activity. So uh, so the EU laws, I think, you know, and, and anything that comes out of this, you're going to see only the big guys remain. So, uh, and, I, and I actually, before this thing even came down, I had noted that a fairness doctrine from the right, which plays into, Binkley, what you've said about Edward Bernays, he says, if you want to do something to people, make them beg for it. So Obama wanted to do a fairness doctrine, return a fairness doctrine, or do something like that, have government operatives on every newsroom floor to make sure everything was on the up and up, something really kooky, that Fox was decrying, um, and then uh, the right just hated it. And now Trump's coming up with, oh, we've got to do something. I heard on Fox just this week a guy named Brett, I don't know who it was, a guest, I don't think it was Brett Baer, he said uh, he was on Varney and Company, and he said, and this, I'm quoting this, conservatives need to have equal footing in making these decisions. And the decisions he was talking about were censorship decisions. So he didn't say we shouldn't have censorship. He said, we need a seat at the table. And my response was the left and the right, the war- warfare and welfare advocates at CNN and Fox, they're always going to have a seat at the table. And if you want them both to have seats at each other's table or whatever, I don't know. That's never going to be a problem. You're never going to have a lack of welfare and warfare advocates. You are going to have where where there isn't a place is the libertarian viewpoint, the Ron Paul viewpoint that says, I don't want welfare or warfare. So he was silenced by the media. He would not have a seat at the table. But then you have Alex Jones, who's like this faux libertarian. I think he used to call himself a libertarian, maybe still does. But this faux uh, third way, and he gives you Trump, who I, and this is when people start really getting mean to me, I think he's a faux third way. I'm not saying he's disingenuous. I'm just saying $1.3 trillion budget? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying uh, I don't think that he's the Ron Paul of of this uh, election cycle. I think he's a third way that's acceptable to um, the big government advocates on left and right. And that's what the Fairness Doctrine is going to bring us to. I have a quote from a European Union organization that held a panel discussion back in February that where they give what they believe some of their solutions should be to the uh, Facebook And what, what exactly is the entity that you're talking about or person or whatever? It is called the European Political Strategy Center, and it was a panel for preserving democracy in the digital age. Say that again. That was a lot for me to Preserving democracy in the digital age. Oh, and you know I think that this is all about neutralizing uh-huh. democracy. Yeah. Transforming democracy. And what was the – who was the person or entity? The person speaking is a guy named Rasmus Kleiss. Nielsen, who is a professor of political communications and research director at Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at the University of Oxford. Wow. So that's that's as globalist uh, as you get. This is a think tank 
with some of the people from the Chatham House and uh, so the Chatham House is the parent of the Council on Foreign Relations. Just yes, so you know. and here is what he said back in February of this year when asked about what they should do about you know the problems with misinformation and fake news. Okay, he says we need to put constant and public pressure on advertisers ad tech companies and platform companies that have enabled monetization of information that is potentially harmful for our democracies. They need to be encouraged, even pressured, to take seriously the responsibilities that come with being such a central part of infrastructure of free expression. Hold on. you got to read that again. Did he just say information that is harmful to our democracy? Yes, that's what he said. Kind of like hate speech that's very vague and not... But but information is not harmful to democracy. It's the it's the essence. It's not the first the first amendment is first for a reason. What? Free speech and freedom of the press are critical. It's not a functioning democracy. That's why I said democracy is now neutralized. Can you read that again? Then we got. I can. He said, "We need to put constant and public pressure." On advertisers, ad tech companies, and platform companies that have enabled monetization of information that is potentially harmful for our democracies. They need to be encouraged, even pressured, to take seriously the responsibilities that come with being such a central part of infrastructure of free expression. I completely get it now. Everything that you've been telling me, I totally get, which is this. You were saying we really got to cut through a break. Let me tell you right after the break what you were saying. (laughs) Well, coming together for me now. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. You peel off the layers of the onion on things that we never, ever hear. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Wrapping it up, but Binkley just brought it all together for me. Reading a quote from the Chatham House or somebody at the Chatham House, which is the parents of the Council on Foreign Relations, the mothership here in the U.S., and he said, we need to, uh, can you summarize it in one second? We have like no time. They need to put pressure on the advertisers and tech companies um, that monetize information that's potentially harmful for our democracies. Right. And and I realize you were also sending me stuff about this woman, Shannon Coulter, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. who has an app that can demonetize uh, your Twitter feed, take all the ads from specific people off your Twitter feed, which, by the way, Twitter does not allow mass unfollow and all that stuff. Why they allow her app, I don't know. But my point is this. If the if the attack is on monetization, it's it's not really the advertisers. There's a lot their advertising dollars can be used in a lot of ways. But if you look at Twitter, YouTube, stuff like this, it has WordPress and YouTube more than anything, which are two things that the the two things that eliminated me, they they uh or curtailed me, they, that's like the great, I hate this word, but the great democratization of information and entertainment. Anyone can do it. It's the gig economy. It's us. It's you, particularly, Binkley, who rely on donations to keep our podcast going. Uh, and a lot of people, that that's how they make their money. So it's the little guy who's going to suffer from this, and we are. Alex Jones is back up and running, and the rest of us, thousands of us probably, are out of a platform. So, um, but check out at Freedom Act Radio or at Monica Perez Show for constant updates. Our platform's going to be back up in no time. You'll be able to get podcasts of this show if you just tuned in. You're going to want to hear it. And of all of our work, I think we've saved it all. So, till next time, this is Monica Perez.